Alright, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 6 of our Sheepgate Fellowship Q&A or question and answer. And today's question, already on the 6th question, and today's question asks, should all Christians be making disciples? Should all Christians be making disciples? Now this is obviously a very simple yes or no question. So I'll give you the simple answer. Yes. Now are there intricacies and details and layers to, I guess, you know, as a follow-up to that answer? obviously right just like everything else right uh, should all christians be growing in the faith yes right but then obviously we have to deal with uh, a lot of the intricacies and details of that should all christians go to church yes and then of course there are intricacies to that as well right for example if someone asked me should all christians be reading the bible and going to church right i would say yes of course should they be yeah but is that a reality for every christian believer out there in the world if you're part of the underground North Korean church, it might not be the case. If you're, you know, part of a secret church in Saudi Arabia, uh, in a dominantly Muslim world, uh, it might not be a reality for you that you can attend church regularly, you know, physically with a community of believers and engage in that fellowship and also have access to scripture, at least the totality of it, right? A lot of lots uh, of different parts of the world today continue to persecute Christians in the form of depriving them of biblical texts, right? Parts of China do this, right? So when we look, uh, when we answer this question, should all Christians be making disciples? I think the answer is yes. But do we live in a fallen world with reality, uh, with realities that, of course, uh, limit our ability to do this? I think so. But that doesn't mean that the answer to this question is because this is impossible, because this is, you know, there are certain cases where this is uh, an impossibility or an improbability. Uh, the answer is no. No, I think the answer is yes. So should all Christians be making disciples? Absolutely. How do we know this? Matthew 28, 18 to 20, as Jesus is ascending, he's resurrected, he's completed his work on the cross, uh, he's completed, of course, uh, the resurrection from the grave and, you know, signaling this new uh, era of, 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 of Christendom and of the faith and the establishment of the church and he's leaving his disciples right he's ascending to the throne of god and as he's ascending he gives this command right this in matthew 28 18 to 20 famously right go and make disciples of all nations baptize them teach them right so baptize them in the name of the father holy father son holy spirit and teach them to obey everything i've committed you i'll be surely with you to the very end of the age so uh, that's the final command we see, of course, leak out into the book of Acts, and we see, of course, uh, on the heels of that command, uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit, and then the whole, you know, Pentecost and everything, right? Uh, and so I think the mandate is very clear, and it's very simple. Should all Christians be? Absolutely. We are commanded to do so. That's a universal, general command to the entirety of the church uh for all generations right it's of course given directly to the disciples on that mount as jesus is sending but it's clearly a command uh that is continued uh and and continued to be proclaimed and taught why well the, what's the point of discipleship right to make disciples is to make disciples of all nations these 12 these men that were on that mount were supposed to do reach all the nations absolutely not it was uh through the, they started uh that movement and then it continues to ring out today um and so uh, it's a means of evangelism uh, it's the means if 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 God's uh, hope and I don't want to say hope if God's will is for uh, the gospel to reach all of the nations right uh, that every uh, every every people group on this planet will be able to hear the gospel the means that he's chosen to do so or to have this task fulfilled is through the means of the church and the proclamation of the gospel through believers 
And that means going to nations. That means teaching them. That means seeing to their baptismal, uh, sort of seeing to their baptism. In other words, to see to the presentation and proclamation of the gospel and then their conversion, which is, of course, a work of the spirit, not the work of man. Um, and that is through the means of making disciples. What is the premise of making? So what is the core components of that? Well, in the Great Commission, um, a lot of people confuse this, but in English, it seems like there are four verbal commands, right? To go, make disciples, teach, and baptize. But in the Greek, uh, the go, the, the going, the baptizing, and the teaching are supportive. So they're basically what we call participles. They are verbal adjectives that support the initial or main command. For example, if your mother were to tell you, go and clean your room, right? There's two things you have, there, there's two things that you're being told to do there. Go to your room and clean it. But going to your room is not the finished task that your mom is or your parent is, is desiring from you, right? The thing that they're desiring from you is in fact uh, the cleaning of your room, right? So even in the Great Commission, the commission itself, the singular main command is for dis for the nations, uh, for, for, sorry, for the making of disciples in all nations, right? And the means by which we do that, right, is to go, is to baptize and to teach, right? So teaching, of course, faithfully and truthfully, the word of God and the gospel is, is a main component of making disciples. Baptizing, right? So, uh, of course, we, we immediately, when we think of baptizing, we think of, you know, the, the sacrament of baptism. That's a part of it, but really it's seeing to their conversion, right? To seeing to their coming of faith. And then the going, right? Actually going there, physically interacting and engaging with these people. And and so that's what Christians have been doing for generations, all right? Since since uh, since being given this command and since the apostles, right? And we've seen it countless times um, all across the scripture, all across the, uh, of Christian history, and people will say, what about the Old Testament? Well, we've seen that Old Testament too, right? When Jonah is told to go to Nineveh, this foreign enemy of theirs, right? Uh, who are not who are not of Jewish descent or, or so-called Abrahamic lineage. And they are given, right, the message of repentance to turn away from sin and, and repent before the Lord. And they do, which is really funny because, you know, Jonah is the worst prophet. He's the most successful. All the other prophets who are pretty great are actually the least successful <laughs> compared to Jonah. Uh, but that's another story. But the making of disciples is a command, I think, universally given to the church for all generations until the coming of Christ. And it is the task of the church to do so. So a function, you could say this, a function of the church, one of the main functions of the church is to make disciples. And this is why we see things like discipleship groups, you know, whatever you want to call them, life groups, cell groups, whatever it may be. We do this for those reasons, but we do it um, not just for the purpose of having some kind of program to run in the church, but because it's a command of Christ to the church um, to make disciples, right? And so we do that locally here, and we try to do it um, globally as well. So there's a missional aspect to it, and uh, there's obviously an aspect of obeying the will of God and, and the word of God. Um, and then, of course, it's, 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 it's a function of the church, right? Because of these two things, right? Um, now, the, the follow-up question, and I think the reason why someone would ask this question is, what about people who can't, right? So we're talking with people with perhaps, you know, believers with physical disabilities or believers without the means to be able to do so, believers in those communities that I was talking about, completely unreached, persecuted regions of the world where they can't vocalize or, or verbalize their, uh, their faith. How, how do they do this, right? Should they be doing it? Yes. But should we be doing it 
like wisely and are there is there a spectrum uh of of contributions we can make absolutely right let me put it this way we're dealing with a pandemic right now and even with social cultural movements right now right what's the main message behind a lot of this like uh with vaccines with with mask wearing uh with um you know with racism like what are we dealing with the main message seems to be education we need to educate people we need to teach people how to take care of themselves we need to teach people and get the information out and we need to help people trust in these things uh and we need everybody the whole community the global community to participate in this we need you know people who are doubting and are in fear we need to teach them right and those who are living in sort of uh, old ide- old ideologies we need to teach them we need to teach them that this is wrong that we need to re-educate our people you know we, we hear the words education reform all the time right well um that's that's true right but that doesn't mean everyone is good at it and it certainly doesn't mean everyone is capable of it but the global community understands that those who can those who are able should be participating in this right so everyone should be a proponent of health and well-being and the safety and security of all people and everyone should be on the you know anti-racism side. So we need to educate people, and we need everyone contributing in the in the uh, in the global sort of proclamation of this message, right? So that's so that's that's what we we preach about. That's what we sh- we agree on as a community. Um, to put it on a general level, like health, right? Everyone agrees, like health is a good thing to seek the the well-being and health of all people, like the physical. Um, well-being of people and to, and to build hospitals and have medical education and and doctors being able to uh, assist people who are in need and, and having everyone on the same page in terms of health we we need we need that but is everyone a doctor is everyone a nurse no we're learning this in a pandemic right you know f- there are frontline workers and then there's all of us right but we need each other the frontline workers need us to contribute by what by helping to limit the spread and, and do our part in helping the doctors and frontline workers out in their job in dealing with those in those extreme cases who in people with in ICUs and in emergencies and et cetera, right? So we're all contributing to the concept of health and well-being and security and safety and, and getting past this pandemic. But our contributions are different, even with vaccines, right? Whether you agree a vaccine is good or bad or whatever. Let's just say it's safe. Okay, let's assume there's a really safe vaccine up there. Everyone agrees to say, okay, so then what, did you create the vaccine? No, you didn't. Someone in a lab- laboratory, you know, a specialist uh, created that and now needs you, the citizen, to, the average citizen, right, to help uh, ease a- and comfort the minds of those who have maybe anxiety with these things and spread uh, the information that would help these people understand that getting a vaccine is the a wise thing to do, right? Something like that, right? I'm just using this as an example because I think it's obviously relevant, but it's the same thing with the gospel, right? Not everyone is going to be on the same level of being able to preach the gospel effectively and efficiently and all these things, but that doesn't mean you can't contribute to that. Not everyone is going to be fantastic at making disciples, right? Sitting down with someone and teaching them the Bible, teaching them the word of God and being, you know, informative and effective in doing that. Doesn't mean you, don't, you. That's the only way to contribute, right? And then we shouldn't shy away when we have those skills and gifts. But certainly, those all of us have different gifts and a different set of skills and unique talents that can contribute to the making of disciples of all nations. And this is why I think uh, it's so important for us to not disregard um, this the, the the follow-up question of can all Christians make disciples? And I would say, 
Maybe not all Christians can make disciples the same way, but we can all contribute and our heart should be there. Even prayer in and of itself is a contribution to the making disciples of nations, right? Um, and so we can't disregard that. So should all Christians be making disciples? Absolutely. Our contribution and, and the specific means by which we do so towards that end, it might differ. And it certainly will, I think, differ uh, from person to person. So I hope that makes sense. I hope you know the answer is satisfying there. But if there's a follow-up question, I'd love to hear it. Thank you for this question. Should all Christians be making disciples? Absolutely. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you again next week for episode seven. Thank you.